Hi, everyone, and welcome back. This is Lauren. Lindsay will be out for a little while. Um, so for this episode of Swearing Mamas, I have my Swearing Mama here with us. So my mom is our guest today. Everyone greet her. I guess you can't um, greet her. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You greet everyone. They can't <laughs> greet you. That's how podcasts work. We can pretend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I'm just going to chat with my moms this week. Okay. Um, well, I know that you probably have a lot of wonderful things to say about raising me. Um, I don't know about my brother, but <laughs> I'm sure everything raising me was like a breeze, was like a dream. So, but um, to narrow it down, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Okay. So. Uh, let's start with grandmotherhood. What was your first reaction when you found out you were going to be a grandma? Well, my first reaction, I was taken by surprise. I was totally not expecting it. So I was a little bit confused about what was going on. Uh, you had already known for a couple of weeks, and we were with a large group of family members so that everybody could find out at once. So after I got over the confusion and wrapped my brain around it, I was super, super excited, and I was excited every single minute after finding out. <laughs> you were, if I didn't have a baby yet, were you going to be one of those grandmas that's like, when am I having grandchildren? Well, I don't think so, because you'd only been married a year, and I just knew you well enough to know that... When the time was right, that's when it would happen. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm glad to know you were excited and that you weren't like my first reaction was like, hmm, I don't know if I if I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had it from the very beginning. Oh, thanks. Um. So now that you've like talked to me through this first year and change of being pregnant and having a kid and everything versus like whenever you went through all that, uh, what kind of things do you think seems different now? Well, I'm sure everybody already knows what I'm going to say about this being the old woman I am, but the internet, there's so much information out there now as compared to when I was pregnant, when I had my babies, even my second one, and when I was raising my kids. Is it? Should I, should I elaborate, or do you want to ask me more? Yeah, like, do you think it's, like, good or bad? Well, that's exactly kind of what I was going to say, that there's so much information out there. Some is good, some not so good. Um, on the good side, I've seen that you've learned so much more than I was able to learn. Um, you've been able to educate yourself on so many things that help you to be a better mom, like your diet, um, your diet when you were pregnant, your diet while you were breastfeeding, the baby's diet, the medicines, all the hazards. But, of course... Sometimes it's information overload, and it can cause a new mom to go into a little bit more of a panic. 
So it's a lot of pressure on new moms. And I thought I was doing it up really good because I read every book I could get my hands on. And I thought I was doing really great when I subscribed to, like, parenting magazines. And uh, I always tried to know the latest and greatest, but that was a month later in a magazine that came out. So, yeah, uh, having the Internet, it's a great resource, but it also is, it can be kind of scary to know how many things can go wrong. Yeah, that is true. And everybody acts a certain way on the Internet. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's a lot of pressure on new moms because of social media. Some people overshare, and you can see what everybody else is doing and what their kids are doing, and no matter how hard you try to, I would think it would be really hard not to compare second-guess yourself if it were me in that situation. Yeah, I definitely feel that. That's kind of why I wanted to, like, do a podcast about it because I was thinking, like, I, you know, we have a lot of cute pictures to put up and stuff, and I don't want to be that mom that makes someone else feel like they're not doing as good of a job. So let me just broadcast all of the things I'm doing wrong. Uh, Right. I mean, because on the flip side of that, you can share your pictures and your videos, and even people who aren't right there uh, that are far away can feel involved. They get to see your child regularly. They can feel close and a part of their life. So it's not all a bad thing. Technology can be wonderful when used properly. Yeah, you just have to know how to draw the line, right? Exactly. And I know the, the biggest thing for me now versus when I was a mom is how you have the ability and you take advantage of the ability to video chat. I mean, video chat several nights a week so that I can see my grandson and he recognizes me even if I don't see him for two months. He knows, I feel like he knows exactly who we are and... I was lucky enough that my kids lived close to their grandparents, so I wouldn't have used it. I wouldn't have needed it as much, but even then I would have used it. I think uh, video chats are one of the greatest resources you have now as compared to when I was a young mom. But I do have to say, if we had had YouTube back when my kids were little, that would have been great because you would definitely have been a YouTube sensation. Both of my kids would have, (laughs) and that would have been awesome. (laughs) Do you know there's kids on YouTube that make, like, millions of dollars? I know. Wrapping toys. And even though some of those kids really are impressive, I find myself constantly going, my kids were way funnier than that, or way smarter, or way more talented Maybe just because I was the mom, but, you know, I can't help but think that. (laughs) Well, I can't help but think you're right, because I'm the best. (laughs) Of course. No, some of these kids, they literally just open boxes of toys. That's what the video is. Well, I have not seen that one. (laughs) Kids watch watch weird stuff on YouTube. (laughs) 
But it got me thinking, like, it got me thinking, like, yeah, that's true. Earlier, I watched a video, and it was this girl holding an onion, and it was Smash Mouth's All-Star playing, and every time he said the word star, she bit the onion. And you watched it? I watched the whole thing, and it was really good. Watching her eat the onion was really funny. Well, then, that's a whole other podcast, isn't it? It's it's the psychology section of where, where my mother failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I'm not the one eating the onion on YouTube. It well, good point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as always, I don't know where we, <laughs> where I took that. But anyway, oh yeah, we were talking about parenting. So is that's pretty much the main thing, just the internet. Uh, yeah, there's always going to be new gadgets uh, and new advances in medicine and ways of thinking, but I really do feel that uh, not just social media, but technology in general, just technology has come so far that it's just amazing to think of how many more resources you have now, and at your fingertips, you can Google something. Versus in my day, it was dialing the number. It was, I know they still have it. I don't know if it's still called Ask a Nurse. They probably have a new name for it, but you would have to call this phone number and a real nurse would get on there and you would give your baby symptoms and they would tell you whether the baby was going to be okay or rush them to the hospital. And now you just, you can pick up your phone and just Google it before you get on the phone with a live person. Isn't it funny how, like, that's a verb? now google yeah that wasn't a yeah. thing when you were young yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you said something about gadgets was there anything that we have that you think is really cool that you wish you had hmm. well i think it's great i saw how you could stand it this is like don't laugh at me and I, this might make me sound like a grandma but i was amazed that you could sanitize your baby bottles and things and those little Ziploc things you put in the microwave. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. That was wonderful. I loved that because I had to boil bottles and all that kind of stuff. And that was no fun. That was one of the main yeah. things. They've yeah, come, there's so much cool stuff now. They've come a long way with just the same, but just improvements on the same strollers, car seats, and those kind of things. But nothing else that just pops into my mind other than the way that you can sanitize things now so much more quickly everything's quicker now oh yeah and like if you um have you seen the it's like a they call it like a keurig for baby formula (laughs) baby it's the baby brezza i think it's called it's literally like it makes the it makes you a bottle just the way that like a keurig does at the right temperature and everything that's awesome i have not seen that although today i saw something called a baby crock and it was like a crock pot type of thing that's just for baby making interesting making baby food i know you've got the baby blender thing what's it baby bullet baby Baby bullet. bullet But this was a baby crock. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, I thought you were going to say it was like an easy bake oven, but a crock pot for babies to play with. Uh, no. Sure they, that not I'm, sure they, I'm sure they probably have toddler crock pots. Did you see that meme that was going around that was like, uh, 
just if anyone's hungry, my brownies that I started in my Easy Bake Oven in 1994 are ready. I actually did share them. Oh. <laughs> See, this is where I get my good mom memes. <laughs> I do send you a lot of those. Yes, how does it feel to be the grandmother meme queen? Um, I'll get back. <laughs> okay. Um, so, back to your parenting days. Um, what were some of the most important things to you parenting? Like the, either your like principles or things that you, that were important to stick with or whatever. Well, sometimes I don't actually like to articulate those because I think it either sounds cliche or I don't know that it makes me sound a certain sort of way, but you know, the truth is the truth, and you know me, so you probably already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I think of principles, I think, you know, they're your your foundation for what you believe, how you think you should behave. So my most important principles were love, loving God first, then your family, and then all the other people. And going to church and Sunday school regularly was a very important thing to me. Uh, I felt like you need to start your kids out young to get them a good foundation so that when they're older, they can make their own choices and opinions and do their own way. But uh, loving family, especially your siblings, I tried really hard to instill in my kids, and I think I was successful that we don't say I hate you to anyone, most importantly to each other. And I, like I said, I think I did a good job that you and your brother love each other. If you ever said I hate you, it was never more than once or twice. And yeah, even to this day, the only time I, the only person I think I said that I hated was Katy Perry. So. <laughs> Right, and, you know, I, I didn't want you all to say I hate you to people, and I tried to under, I tried to get you to understand how hurtful that could be, and I was so thankful that I don't think either one of you ever said that to me, and I always felt like it would really break my heart, although, from what I understand from other parents, some people don't feel that way, and that's fine. Some people just throw that around, and the parents know that they don't really mean it in their hearts, so they're okay. Um, but for me, it was going to church, showing love to people, loving other people that were different. And I tried to instill in my kids that you might not always agree with other people or their beliefs or their way of life, but that you should still love and respect them. I probably came up short in communicating 100% that that's how I felt. Because I made a lot of assumptions on my kids understanding where I was coming from. But I really am a pacifist and a peacemaker with the kind of, why can't we all get along kind of attitude. So I did try to instill that in my kids. Just love, love, peace, happiness, everybody get along. That's nice. I still have those values. You're just nicer about, about it. Whereas I'm like... <laughs> Be nice, you asshole. <laughs> There's two different ways to tell people to be nice. 
Oh, yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> and and that doesn't mean that I'm nicer or a better person or right. That's just where I come from. That's my, my would you call it, parenting principles, my principles in life. Cool, cool. I like it. I like the... Like the peace, the hippie peace man stuff right. you were saying. Right. Love, peace, and happiness. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. With all of that said, is there anything that you wish you could have done differently? Well, yeah. I think every parent, especially moms, would do so many things differently. I wish a lot that I could go back, way back and rewind in time and be more relaxed during the holidays and we were having people over. I would get so stressed out trying to get the house clean and get everything looking nice that I know I stressed everybody out. So I'd like to go back and just relax a little more and so that we could all enjoy the preparations and the festivities a little more. I know you remember me being stressed out all the time, yelling, <laughs> I need somebody to help me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but we still had fun. But it's it's kind of the nice thing, I think, like, once you grow up and talk about that stuff with your parents, like how we're talking about it now, is like that I can remember that when I start to, because I'll start to get that way sometimes too. Right. I also, I wish I could, you might not want to hear this, but I wish I could go back and be more strict about chores because I watched other parents and before, during, and after, and I was not strict at all about chores. I taught my kids chores at an early age, and I feel like we got off to a good start, but then when you all were in school and you had so much schoolwork to do and you would be at school all day, and then you come home and have a very brief window of downtime, and then all that homework, I just felt like having to do the dishwasher or wash clothes or whatever was unnecessary. I could be doing that while you're doing your homework. And as a result, I don't think I was doing anybody any favors, least of all me, because, of course, here I am. So many years later, it just became a habit. Everybody expected mom all that. God, I can't wait until I can make Oliver do chores. <laughs> well, see, there you go. I think it every day. Learn from my lesson. I think it's good for the kids <laughs> and the parents that if you can just assign chores and stick to it. I would have to go back and learn to say no more and enforce consequences. That kind of goes hand in hand with the chores. Uh, I think okay. some of the trouble my son got into as he got older could have been avoided if I had learned to have a little bit more of a backbone. Okay. But I've never been an enforcer. I'd like to act like I was, but... Your kids learn early on exactly how far they can do. So, I would like how early? <laughs> really early. <laughs> I never had to worry about that with you um, until you were probably a teenager because you were naturally compliant. You were a people pleaser. You wanted to make me happy. You didn't. 
but my son pushed the envelope from the very beginning. As you know. <laughs> yes, I keep having flashbacks every day now. <laughs> yeah. With my with my son, except Oliver, the difference is he'll like be crazy and do something Andre like what Dylan would do, but then he'll crawl over and lay his head on you and cuddle you, like. But you can't be mad at me, <laughs> right? And you might. So you probably don't remember that part then. But your brother was exactly the same way, and he would want hugs and cuddles, but he wanted it on his terms. He didn't want to be picked up and held unless it was his idea. Yes, he would get in trouble and he would he would act mad and then he would want to be your best friend again. So, <laughs> yeah. And I was good. I was really good at keeping my kids in line when they were little. I, At least in my memory and in my mind, I was very good at saying no and enforcing consequences and all when my kids were... Babies and toddlers in elementary school, it wasn't until probably middle school or high school that I guess saw them more as adults and kind of lost the reins a little bit there. <laughs> okay. Everybody figured out I was a pushover, I think. Aww. I, I don't mean that in a, in a poor, pitiful me. I, I just mean, yes, if I could do things differently, I would, I don't know if you can really change the type of person you are, but yeah. but I would try even harder to stand my ground on some important things like that. Okay. So how is it different being a grandma, and how is it the same? Well, so if you mean how is it different being a grandmother than it is being a mother? Yes. Again, I don't, I don't want to sound cliche or anything. Everybody kind of knows. I hear so many grandparents say, oh, being a grandparent's better than being a parent because you get all the benefits, but then you get to send the kid home. And I don't feel that way at all because I don't feel that it's better than being a mother. I feel like it's equal. It's, it's as good in a different kind of way. I, Loved being a mother. I love, I still do. I loved having teeny kids around, so it's great having tiny little humans in my life again. But it's, having Oliver reminds me so much of both of my own babies in different ways that, and I felt that same kind of instant bond with him that I felt with my own babies, and I didn't even think that was possible. So, Aww. That was all really similar, but then, obviously, when you're a grandma, you don't have all the responsibilities of being a mom, but you still get to have the baby in your life again. You can still come and go as you please, but you get to enjoy a baby, so that's awesome. You're not exhausted all the time like the mom. Obviously, you can send them home if you need to get a good night. All that kind of thing. I do notice, obviously, as a grandmother... I'm older, I don't have as much energy, I'm not as able to do things physically as I was when my kids were babies, but pushing through and, and doing as much as you can with them, I think, is so rewarding, and I'm just glad that I was a grandma at an early enough age that I get to 
enjoy it as much as I have been. I felt like an old mom because you had us so young. <laughs> I think uh, it was a good, a good variety, a good mix of. I was in my 20s, you were in your 20s, so it evens out. Making an exit on my 20s. (laughs) I was just barely in mine, you were making an exit, but we can both say we were in our 20s, so it evens out. (laughs) Woo, 20s. Did we get off topic there? (laughs) That is all that we do on this podcast is get off topic. Well, you know, and this is like on topic, but off topic, but... I should say it because at some point all of you that are moms now, not all of you, some people leave the the stage of having babies around and are like, Yahoo, don't want to do that again. But but a lot of moms, including me, have this overwhelming sadness when they get to that point in their life, whether it's their thirties or forties, where they realize that they're not going to be having any more babies. They just, you know, whether it's by choice or by age or whatever, and you miss that because you loved having your babies around so much, and just when you become a grandparent, that's, it lifts that sadness off of there. It's like replacing it with all this joy that you had back when you had so I was really looking forward to being a grandma because I knew how we feel and exactly how it felt. But will you still feel like that when he's like a stinky 15-year-old? Yes. <laughs> it won't be the same baby still... feeling, but it'll still be just as okay. much love and happiness and joy. But, but yeah, the baby part is strictly reserved for babies. <laughs> okay I think I like other people's babies more I like I like Oliver to be, he, now that he's a year I like him better <laughs> oh you mean other people's babies at that yeah I, I thought you meant I like other people's babies more than my own I know what you mean like when other people's babies are little I'm like oh cool a baby but when Oliver was little I was like oh my god a baby won't stop screaming <laughs> All babies are different, and that's why it's hard, because some babies like you, you were a piece of cake, so I didn't understand when other moms would say stuff like you're saying now, and I would think, what's the, what's the fuss about? It's really not that hard, but it was actually come to find out, after I had baby two, that some babies are just so much easier than others. Yeah, and they change all the time. Like, oh my god, I saw this Facebook comment the other day where someone was like bragging about how easy their baby sleeps all the way through the night, and they were acting as if like it was something that they did well right. to make their baby sleep through the night. And I seriously looked at the comment and cackled, and I was just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. so did mine right. for like three months. Oliver was like the best. He slept eight hours when he was like awake old. Right. I just love when parents get so cocky the first like month or two and they like oh everything's so easy and good I'm like yeah you just I cannot wait until that change what does that mean well (laughs) understandable but I don't know I just think I like older I don't want to say older kids but like older young 
toddlers. I just like toddlers. And that's okay, too, because some people, their babies turn into toddlers, and they're like, oh, my God, I wish they were still a baby. So that's okay, too. Yeah, I didn't have that. Pretty much every time I, like, look at baby pictures of Oliver, I'm just like, oh, so tiny. Like, he, it was so, I do miss that he would just, like, snuggle with me. He won't just snuggle with me like that anymore. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. Every phase is good, so I guess it's good to hear grandma phase is also good. <laughs> yes. So, as a grandma, what is your opinion on the spoiling debate? Do you know what I'm referencing when I say this? Well, do you mean as a parent or as a grandparent? As a grandparent, I've seen, like, I've seen both sides of this, and everyone gets so heated, <laughs> where grandparents feel as if they're entitled to just spoil their kid however they want when they, I mean, sorry, spoil their grandkid however they want when they have them, and that they shouldn't have to listen to rules. And then the parents feel as if that's wrong, and grandparents need to respect their rules. Well... What do you, how do you feel? I feel like it shouldn't have to be so cut and dry and that everybody makes so much more of that than they need to. I feel like when it is a big deal to people, a lot of times they're so intent on making their point or standing their ground that they're just missing the big picture, which is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think grandparents spoiling the kids to an extent is okay. I don't think it should have to be the grandparents' job to dictate the rules and teach the kids right from wrong, unless they're raising them or doing the daycare and having them all the time. But, of course, I think they should enforce the parents' rules and they should respect their wishes. But, grandparents are made to bend rules, so if your child is allowed to have cookies. There's no allergy thing. And you tell the grandparents, he's only allowed to have two cookies and grandma sneaks them a third one. I think that's okay. You know, I think kids develop a special yeah. bond with their grandparents. Speaking from experience, uh, kids can experience or develop a, a special bond with their grandparents because of things like that. But, Grandparents do need to respect the rules, respect parents, and to let the parents know that they do respect, let the parents know, hey, I think your rules make sense and you are a good parent. That's why I'm Because I think a lot of parents also get spun up about that because they feel disrespected and they feel like, well, my parents don't think, or my in-laws don't think I'm a good parent because they're not doing what I'm asking them to do. They're doing it differently. That is so true. That is a really good point. I feel like that is exactly what the problem is. I never thought of it that way. And I don't know if you remember, but I always told my kids, you know what the rules are at our house, and... Like, for example, I don't give you soda with dinner at my house, but if Grandma wants to give you soda with dinner at her house, that's okay. I knew, I trusted the grandparents enough. I knew they weren't going to let you all run amok and cuss and smoke and drink and (laughs) do anything that would hurt you. So I knew that you could 
do things there that you wouldn't do at home, but I had to kind of release a little bit of that control with the knowing that in the long run, I felt like it was for your benefit so that you would have a better, closer relationship with your grandparents. Yeah, I feel like that's why you bond with your grandparents with what you don't do the new things that you don't normally do. Like that was, you know, like when I would go to my mom's house, we would always go to the beach or make crafts, which is stuff we didn't normally do at home. Or when I was with Ma's, we would go on, like she took us on the ferry and to like that different, like the apple butter festival and different things like, you know, random things like that and going new places. So I feel like it doesn't even have to be like about rule breaking. It's just the things that are different. That's true. They can, as far as spoiling the kids by doing things with them or buying them things, some families have extremes, and I realize that that's a whole different situation. But just the general run-of-the-mill thing, you're spoiling them by buying them too many toys or whatever, I just think it just does everybody... A world of good to just try to find the happy medium and to try really hard to get along with both sets of grandparents and to just kind of loosen the reins a little bit with them and to just trust that the grandparents probably really do respect you as a parent, even if they aren't showing that. Not all grandparents, especially ones that are even older than me, they don't have a good way of articulating that and actually putting it into words and saying, hey, I think you're doing a job and they need to do more. Yes. Grandparents can say that and show respect and then parents can calm. (laughs) Right. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. What would you do if I was like, no TV and no sweets? Uh, I would cry a little bit because that would be really hard. Both of those things would be hard. But if you said no sweets, I would make sure that Oliver had only a very tiny little bit of sweets. And if you said (laughs) no TV, I would make sure that he didn't see very much TV. (laughs) I should probably lie and say, obviously, if you said none, I would not let them have any sweets. If he had a dietary thing and could have sugar, obviously. But but if I wanted to give him a teeny tiny little taste of something, I wouldn't hand him a cookie if you said no sweets ever. But would I give him a teeny tiny little taste of something like that? I probably still would cheat and do it thinking, that's what grandmas are supposed to do. I don't care what you give them. You can give them a whole pack of cookies. And TV, that's just hard. I just respect the heck out of parents that can just not let their kids ever see the glare of a television. But I but, <laughs> but I would have a real hard time with that as a grandparent because not only is it on 24-7 in our house, but there's just so much good stuff out there that I think is good for kids. I don't think it should sit them in front of it all day as a babysitter, obviously. But again, it doesn't have to be an extreme. Just Listen, I am way too invested in the Octonauts for me to make a no-screen rule. Right. 
And and some of those things are happy memories. Most kids, you know, most adults, you know, will really quickly wax nostalgic over some kind of television show they watched as a little kid, Barney or Sesame Street or whatever, and they were happy times and good memories. So it's not all bad. You know, I remember watching uh, Wayne's World okay. as a that small child. I don't, I don't no. recall anything about that. <laughs> well, like, I don't remember. We were talking about Wayne's oh, World the other gosh. day. Seth has never seen it, and I was, like, trying to remember it. I was like, I don't remember anything from it. I just remember Wayne's World, and then I was like, oh, my God, it's because I was a small child. I would like to deny that. However, I found somewhere in some really old stuff that we were getting rid of, there was a, what do you call it, a VHS tape of that? Yeah. So, I I plead the fifth on that. I tried to be really careful of you not watching anything that was not age appropriate. So how you how old you were and when you watched that, I couldn't tell you. Next conversation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was it's thinking fine. like um, Barney and Sesame Street, not Wayne's World. I do not recommend letting your child watch. Age inappropriate thing. Parental disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine. I think that was a great part of my childhood. So, but wait, um, but do you remember being invited to a sleepover when you were fifth grade? Oh, I remember it was in Arden, and I don't remember whose house it was. And you weren't allowed to watch PG thirteen movies. And you called me to tell me that they were watching, I think it was a scary one. And that all the rest of the kids were watching it, but you had told the mom you weren't allowed to watch it. Jeez, what a snitch. No, you weren't telling on them. You were letting, (laughs) you were, basically, you wanted to discuss it with me. And I told you that that was fine if everybody else was watching it, that you could watch it. And the other mom was telling me when I picked you up how proud she was of you for letting her know that. Um, was it maybe Jaina Fenton? Probably. So anyway, so you don't remember that. See, I tried. <laughs> no, but I remember. I don't Wayne. know where <laughs> Wayne's World snuck in there because as an adult, I watched that. And I was like, okay, not only is this not funny, but it's very inappropriate. King of the Hill snuck in a couple times. Too. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I think you're just but, um, making stuff up. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I would not. I know those I things have raised been, me never Those to things lie. have been on my television at some point, so. I'm sure you're ready. Anyway. <laughs> um, what is something that you wish that, like, moms understood about the grandma life? Like, maybe something that you think would help them to be empathetic or just something you wish that moms would do. And I know I'm the perfect daughter, so it probably doesn't apply to me. Well, but go that's on. true because I haven't really run into anything like this with you. Um, not saying that we wouldn't, but in general, um, at least for me, that, that we're always going to worry because that's how, as you're probably learning, that's how you're wired as a mom. You worry about your kid all the time. And it doesn't change when you're a grandma. Then you just have two layers of it. So 
we're always going to worry about you and the baby. And it's not that we're questioning your ability, but it's just because we love you and the baby so much and can't stand the thought of anything hurting either of you. So I think if grandmas or grandpas, I guess we shouldn't be excluding the grandfathers from the conversation. Oh, yeah, pop-ops included. Um, But, like, if we, if we, I don't want to say, it's not that we're questioning you. So if we're offering too much advice or say, um, should you be doing that that way, you know, that to just try really hard to be patient. I know it's a button pusher. It was for me when I was a parent. I was very defensive. I felt like, well, you know, I'm a good mom. Why are you saying that? But um, to just try to be patient because we really just want the best for everybody and we want to help. And I try really hard not to give unsolicited advice or opinions unless I'm, you know, if I'm asked, it's different. But as you know, I'm just a warrior by nature, and it's probably slipped out before. I've probably given advice when I didn't need to. But I know I think you're an awesome mom, and you don't need advice. Um, And hopefully a lot of other grandmas out there are the same way. It's not, you know, hopefully they all think, not all of them, but, most of them are thinking that their daughters are doing an awesome job and that the comments or the advice that I'll just jump out or slip out from time to time just because they just care so much. That's good. That's good. To, a good thing to think about, to keep in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that when, when they, when, the child or the husband or somebody leaves and you say, drive safe, and you're thinking, I was already planning on it, you don't need to tell me that every time I leave the house. It's kind of the same kind of thing. You just feel like you have to say something or chime in or you haven't done your due diligence. Yeah. That makes sense. It's hard, I think, like, Especially when you're a new mom, like it's easy, it gets easier at least so far. I'm only a year mm-hmm. in, but um, but like I feel like it's hard at the beginning because everybody is either like giving, making those kind of comments, or giving you unsolicited advice, or judging you, or telling you that you're supposed to be enjoying things when you're not. I feel like sometimes it's just hard to filter like. You're allowed to have human emotions. Right. Versus what you're supposed to be feeling or thinking. Like, I think that's part of why I got so, like, upset when I was stressed out during some of Oliver's worst times. Like, well, I said that in the past tense, but he still has them, like, you know, how he's been this week. (laughs) And, like, part of why I think it makes me feel bad when I get so stressed out is because I feel like I'm, like supposed to be you know enjoying I don't know the way people talk it's like I'm not supposed to be stressed out until he's sassing me or back talking me or something you know well I think you've got a variety of people there who like I said every kid is different some won't give you a bit of trouble until they're teenagers and then those might be the years from hell for those people some will be super easy babies and then terrible toddlers. And then you probably have other parents 
that are like my age or older that just don't remember how stressed out they were. Maybe they were like screamed at their kids or beat their kids or something, you know. It's really easy later to, to say, oh, you should have just enjoyed the baby while they're a baby because you don't remember how bad some of those moments were. But that can also be encouraging to you to know that so many of these parents, you forget a lot of the really, really bad days and the hard times and the meltdown. Those den and what you really remember the good times and the love and it, it does get easier but I think that I think good. a lot more grandparents need to make an effort to actually tell their kids what an awesome job they think they're doing as parents yes well I'm lucky that you are so nice to me <laughs> I try so I have one last thing. So each week on our show, we offer uh, what we call our mom tip or like a piece of advice. It can be an object that we found that's really cool to use, like that baby Keurig I was talking about, or it could be like a um, like a thing that we do that works at making ourselves less stressed or at calming our children down. Anything that you think might help make our listeners' lives a little bit easier. Um, so, and it can be for parents of any age, gender, number of kids. What is a parenting tip that you would like to share this week? Well, you know me. I have lots of tips. I could do a whole segment on my tips. <laughs> but I think, and you'll recognize the sound of this um, from your brother, but... And it might sound like common sense, but if people really sit and put some extra thought into it, making everything, everything possible, a game with your child, no matter what their age is, whether it's changing their diaper, getting them to eat their vegetables, picking up their toys. Uh, for me, I didn't have to do that as much with you, although you certainly enjoyed it. But with your brother, he was quick to learn to say no, or I don't want to, but if it was a game, he was all in. If it was putting toys away, we would stand and play basketball, sort of like free throw the toys into the toy box, see who could make the most baskets. Okay, it's time to clean up, throw the toys in, and you probably <laughs> remember if it was eating green beans or lima beans or something he hated, I would say, okay, you have six and I have six, let's see who can eat them first. We would race to eat the vegetables, and no, he never choked on his food, so none of your listeners get excited about that. <laughs> you should never race to eat with your kids. He never choked on his green beans. Whatever. But even changing their diaper, if you have one really goofy hat or sunglasses or something you put on every time you're changing the kid, and then like halfway Oh, I halfway love through, that. you lean over and let them grab it off your head. Then they play with it the rest of the time because halfway through is when they really turn into a ninja and start jumping up out of there with their superhero strength. But right, oh my gosh, I'm gonna wear my clown wig next time I change. Yeah, him. and and like if you only put it on when you're changing him, and you put it on every time you're changing him for the most part. Obviously, you don't have to carry it in your diaper bag when you go out, but. But it might help. <laughs> Can you it imagine? Might help. Everybody might enjoy that. 
But yeah, me in the middle of Kroger, like shh, shh, it's okay. Everybody's like, "Who is this lady with the pink yeah. wig?" And they'll be like, "Oh, there's the clown lady again." You know, they'll be looking for it. <laughs> and I mean, no, nothing, nothing works a hundred percent time. But if you put conscious effort into it in advance, that okay, what is a problem with me all the time? What's a game we can make out of it? Some days it'll work great, and you'll think that your mom of the year, and the next year or next year the next time he will scream in your face when you go to do the same exact thing but small victories Mm. every victory is still a victory so true that is a really good advice (laughs) a a good advice it does work a lot of what a good advice cool um well i i only have one little internet snippet to read this week um, and it was a Facebook comment on a post about vaccinating. Oh. <laughs> and um, this comment came from Sarah. And she said, I'm a school nurse. And if my kid can't bring peanut butter to school, your kid shouldn't be, be able to bring preventable diseases. Oh. End of story. Yeah. Isn't that good? That yeah. So... That, that was my some, favorite internet that was some snippet. Food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm very punny. Me and my puns. <laughs> okay. I was trying to do a Wayne's World laugh. I thought it sounded like Beavis and Butthead. No, those were never on our TV <sighs> when you were growing up. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead was on our TV. That is what I was doing. That, see, I'm mixing them together because I watched them both at such a Throw young age. Throw me under the bus. You've got a couple more minutes. Throw me under there one more time. It's okay. It's fine. The truth. I think it's great, the truth personally. Is out. It's officially on the internet now that I, too, was not a perfect mother. Perfect mom. It's, it is. Um, <laughs> all right. Yes, those quote perfect moms, they don't. They they make they do things too. They do. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting thank with you me. Thank for having me. It was all my pleasure. Swear, swearing mama. Swearing, swearing mamas. Party, party time. time. Excellent. Excellent.